Hello, welcome to more of the Richard Herring podcast feed, powered by Acast Plus. Uh, hope you're enjoying all these tour podcasts. There is still a chance to catch some, though they're selling out very fast. Uh, we, in fact, Sheffield on the 7th of March sold out. Uh, but check the theatre website for returns. Uh, Monday, the 11th of March, Adam Buxton and Lemsis A in the Leicester Square Theatre sold out. But you can get tickets for the Warwick Arts Centre, where I'm talking to Lindsay Santoro and the Exploding Heads internet phenomenon, and at Bedford on the 21st, where I'm talking to Olaf Falafel and my old friend Al Murray. I'm at Glasgow uh, on the 27th of March, sold out, Susie McCabe and Fred McCauley, and then at Hull on the 28th of March with Tommy Cannon and Bob Morton. Uh, there are three tickets left as I talk to you so get there quick if you want to come and see that also this richardherring.com slash come and see me on tour doing stand-up for the first time in six years richardherring.com slash ballback coming lots of places around England and some places in Scotland uh, and that's about it for the moment all right sit back relax and enjoy rahalastapa Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Richard Haynes Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Uh, though I was at the Jingle and Mingle party the other day. <laughs> Do you like my jumper? And uh, <laughs> nobody there called it Rahalastapa. Uh, of course they aren't. They weren't cool, were they? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't there. That wasn't there. Anyone who says that was there is lying. Um, I was obeying all the rules. Um, I quite the, if you're listening at home, the Jingle and Mingle party's just been in the news. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, so it's kind of nice because this works as a sort of... Uh, live, it's topical, and not live. It's like a Peter K routine. It's great. So, <laughs> you, remember, you remember it, Jingle Mingle? And what I love about it is they were so... They must have been so pleased when they came up with it. You can imagine the person who came up with that name. So, we'll call it the Jingle and Mingle party. It's going to be brilliant. That won't come back to bite us on the arse. <laughs> they made little flyers. I mean, fucking hell. <laughs> arrogance of these guys but I am quite obsessed with the jumper guy who's doing the dance the, the guy who's doing the dancing so orchestrated that it looks like the whole thing has to you know like you, if you were going to make it up and film it that's what you'd have a guy <laughs> and it just sort of cuts away from him just as he falls into the table it's like perfectly produced uh, I'm hoping he'll get an OBE because he hasn't got one yet and it doesn't seem doesn't seem fair uh, and be, I'm, I'm a celebrity could be on the you, you at home might know who he is uh, or at least a porn tape with the girl in the red dress. That, well, that's, that's, that's what I would like to see. Um, uh, oh, look, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm getting rid of all my possessions uh, because, you know, I just I look at the world and I think you know, there's too much stuff in there and it's, not, and it's wrong to have possessions. Also, I'm thinking about moving and I've got too much stuff in my house. So <laughs> it's good news for you people here tonight because you, if you haven't got one yet, there's a free pack of Rahalastapa Trumps. Thank you. For, all, for everyone here, it's like the Oprah Winfrey show. <laughs> in fact, you could probably have about three packs each if you want because I've got, I've got four boxes of those in my garage. So I'm trying to... So if you come to future live shows, you might get a little gift. Uh, that, uh, Matt, yeah, that's ten quid, those cost at gofasterstrike.com. It's not bad. They're good. You can play it. It's fantastic. So uh, uh, do grab those if you can. Uh, but I've also uh, I've been going down the dump uh, to get rid of stuff. I, I love the dump. I went the other day. I was re- really hot, and I got all moving all my stuff and chucking it into these big canisters, and I got all sweaty. 
I thought, yeah, Prince Andrew could never enjoy this the same way. That's, that's probably why he went the way he did. You know, he had to find his kick somewhere else. But there's nothing I enjoy more than sorting out rubbish and throwing it into massive... They let you swim around in the metal one if you want. Well, they didn't, but they, they let me do it for a bit. <laughs> they said it was dangerous. Uh, but I, I've, got, I've got, like, loads of old boxes of uh, show programmes from my stand-up shows, which I've been hanging on to because I thought, oh, maybe I'll do the show again one day, you know, because they're for charity, so I thought, you know, it's wrong to sort of throw them away. But then I realised I'm not going to do the shows again. And also, uh, no-one's got any cash on them anymore, so the charity, the bucket thing doesn't sort of work anymore. Um, so uh, I, st- I took a load of those to throw away. And there's not, there wasn't a special big thing you just chuck all your paper into. You had to slot the paper through it like a letterbox about that big. And there's nothing more dispiriting than posting like about 600, 800, 1,000 pictures of yourself <laughs> into a massive bin of rubbish. I'm thinking, what if someone else comes in after me and sees these at the top? They won't know who I am. I think, why is this guy got all this? Like that when Homer Simpson finds his picture of himself on that soap thing. Why is Who's this guy? Why is he a celebrity? So I do uh, recommend, uh, do recommend going to the dump. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Anyway, look, let's crack on. We've got a fantastic guest for you this week. Uh, he's probably best known for appearing in the advertising campaign for Molto Croissants. <laughs> That's why we're here. Will you please welcome Mike Robbins, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hello, Mike. Hello, Rich. Looking good. Very kind. <laughs> Malta croissants, of course. Yeah, Eastern Malta. Europe's best-selling chocolate-filled croissant. <laughs> yeah. Eastern Europe's. Eastern Europe, yeah. yeah. The, the, the deal was they weren't allowed to show that advert anywhere west of, I believe, Poland. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. kind of the sweetest deal, though, isn't it? You get an advert that no one Lovely. you knows going to see. Especially an embarrassing one that's really, <laughs> really bad. No one gets to see it. Yeah, good. Nice. No, I've seen it online. It's not that embarrassing. You're, very, you're a very, if, you, if I may say so, you're a very sexy and sexual man. Yeah. And that's I mean, why you got cast in that. Both those things are true. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I am. The, the soundtrack is Sexy and I Know It. Yeah. Uh, which I am. Yeah. And I do. <laughs> they constructed that gym for me in, uh, in, where was I? It was in Serbia. And they made the gym in Belgrade. Right. Uh, and yeah, and put the, the other models in there and the good-looking people. Yeah. And then uh, here I come in my Lycra. <laughs> and true story, they had, a, they had a wardrobe department there to give me my gym clothes. Nothing was outrageous enough. So the stuff that I wear in an advert, which you may, may not have seen, is my own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was my cycling top and my cycling, uh, my cycling trousers. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, are, they, are they wrapped to Malto... Croissants. They're, in a, They're in a foil wrap. They will last for years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Didn't really. Yeah. I mean, I like a croissant's got to be fresh out of the oven, really, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, the same decade, preferably. <laughs> I mean, but this is a cold war, to be fair. So it was. I know you're probably not allowed to criticise Malto. Oh, it's fine. No, fuck him. No, it's fine. <laughs> that's, that's, that ship has sailed. Um, as I say, I'm not going to call you sexy all the way through, but you are sexy. I'm allowed to do it to the guys, isn't it? It's that sexist, yeah. isn't it? If I started off going to would feel my guest, you're really sexy yeah. and sexual, I'd be in trouble. But I could do it to you, and it's all right. Yeah. And I find out, A, on your podcast with the other guys who on, you on with before, mm. you're very uh, you know, you're very appreciative of other men in a quite yeah, homoerotic yeah. way, I would say. I am, yeah, I, I am essentially a homosexual man in a straight man's body. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I can find beauty in the male form, not a problem at all. Yeah. And I'll, I'll mention it, uh, you know. And if we if we were close friends, I'd happily comment on all, the, all your bits. Good. You know. <laughs> but what I find quite interesting about you, there's a few bits and pieces you've done with Sans moustache, where the moustache mm. is not on. Correct. And without the moustache, not as sexy. Not not just not sexy at all. <laughs> <laughs> not not just no. <laughs> Well, musta- it's all in the moustache. Yeah, it is my Samson moustache. It is. Um, <laughs> I think uh, there was a phase when I when I was sans moustache. If you're in, if you're in decent nick, you get away with it. Yeah. And I was in decent nick for a few years, but uh, yeah, when you reach a certain age and a certain waist size, <laughs> I think the moustache is a wonderful distraction. Uh, yeah, it hasn't. Been good. I mean, I've had some odd moustaches in my time, mm. but the, the last time I, I grew a moustache from November before I, I did November before. Just about three or four months before I got, well, two months before I got tested. Well, 
I had testicular cancer, I just didn't know it. So two months before I found out I had testicular cancer, I grew mm. a moustache for a month, and it was horrible. Yeah. Uh, and it did not look good, and it didn't help me at all. But right. I think with you, with you, I think the moustache is... I think some people wear a moustache well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think if you, I, I mentioned this uh, on some material before, but if, you, if you're known for a moustache, if I shave my moustache off now, it would look, it would look wrong. Yeah. Um, and I always like to talk about Nigel Mansell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Graham Gooch. Yeah. Uh, Mickey from uh, Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> right? You see him without a moustache, he looks bad. Yeah. Well, uh, Edmonds once shaved off his whole beard, and his beard, Ed Noel Edmonds, it was his whole thing. Oh. Was, was his little tiny awful. beard, and he shaved it awful. off, and, that, and he wasn't on TV for a few years. No, no. <laughs> so he could grow Cosmic order, that? No. <laughs> <laughs> So facial hair has a... It's, a, it's an interesting... The, pow- the power of the moustache, it turns you into... I think it makes you look, the thing with the moustache is, it is a, it's an overt um, indicator of how virile and uh, <laughs> testosterone fueled you are. Yeah. I could tell you that without the moustache, and, and you might believe me, you might not. Yeah. But with the moustache, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> and, it and the thing about a bad moustache, invariably, bad moustaches are thin moustaches right. or weak moustaches. Mine's just too goes too bristly. I don't like having it myself, so it gets to a certain mm. level which I'm almost at now. Yeah, it gets too bristly, and I find it annoying. Uh, my wife does not enjoy the moustache. No, no, not yours. <laughs> 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 Maybe that's it. Maybe she's just got a rash from yeah. Yeah. from you that she's going. I don't want to aggravate. <laughs> don't want to aggravate that rash any further, Richard. Uh, it's, but I, you know, I have the moustache most of the time. It might just be an excuse to keep. You've got like a hair interview. You, you've got lovely hair. I've got a lot of hair. I haven't cut yeah. my hair in twenty twenty three yet. It has not been cut. In fact, the other day, um, and this happened with one of my. Other, I talked to one of my other guests about this happened to her. Um, I brushed my hair for the first time in ages, and I was really trying to get through a, a part of it. And it wouldn't go, and I mm. had a, quite a chunky dreadlock had grown in the, in in, no. in a, yeah, I just had to. Hack it out with some nails. I can see you with grey dreads, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of quite, that's quite bad, doesn't it, if you're not looking after yourself that well that it's... Yeah, it's clean, you know. Janine Garofalo got mistaken for a homeless person when she was walking around with her hair in a similar sort of state to mine, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's in the episode we did the Edinburgh Fringe last year. But yeah, so, I, you know, I probably need to get it cut, but... Don't know. get it cut. No? No, I wouldn't. Okay, I'll just, just keep, keep on growing. It yeah, it's going to just turn into a massive... It'll look, it'll look great. Okay. It does, you know, it's got to a good point again at the moment. Yeah. Um, look, well, there's loads to talk to you about. Um, mm. I, was, I very much enjoyed uh, being on the Socially Distant Sports And bar. what a great guest you were, by the way. Thank you, yeah. Well, it should be out by the time this is out. I think it will, mm. it will be out. Um, I, I, I got back from the gigs I've just done, and uh, oh. there was a big box. Don't worry about that. There was a big box of uh, chocolates that you'd set for the, set five or six big bars of mm. chocolate. Yeah. Which is like going to, you know, the characters and train spotting them. Say, do you want some heroin? Here is a big box of heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to give this stuff up. Yeah. But it's quite nice. This, this is class. They've got they made a they've made a bar of chocolate, and then they for each guest you make a little. All our guests get personalised. Personalised uh, things. There's me with a snooker cue and a testicle. Yeah, <laughs> and, the, and the boys and wh- behind. And what a testicle! <laughs> it's very nice. I've got five bites. Do you want some, Lou? Do you like chocolate? Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, hello. Uh, What's your name? Lou. Enjoy, Lou. Is that well? <laughs> Welsh accent? Rotherham. Oh, Rotherham. Did she did sound Same. well? You were putting on a Welsh accent. You said Lou. Well. You said Lou. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Enjoy, Lou. Um, I'll, I'll try. Only five you. of those in the world, and you got one of them. See, look, you're getting, getting free stuff because I'm just trying to give everything away. Willy Wonka's nothing in comparison to that. No possession. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, I, and I listened to one today and the most recent one. It's a lot of fun. It's, you guys have, you know, you guys have got a lovely... It's the luckiest... Yeah, we just got really lucky, Rich, in, in yeah. lockdown and just end up doing something we love doing with my two my best mates. So Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's it doesn't a cliche, but it never feels like you're doing any work. It's no. quite, quite guilty. I get quite a lot of guilt from... But, it, but, I, but I sort of make a living doing it. Yeah, don't worry about that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, I mean, it is about sport, but it isn't, you don't have to like sport to enjoy it. There's, there's plenty that isn't about Yeah, I think sport, if you like it? sport, there's plenty of sport there for you. And if you don't like sport, it's, it's yeah. yeah. I think, I think one of my favourite bits of feedback was an American lady who listens to it, who says, I've never been to the outside of the USA, I don't like sport, I didn't know where Wales was, and this is my favourite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> A diamond indictment on a sports podcast, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and you said on this on this episode that I listened to that you've managed to 
pay for new teeth with the money from the podcast. I'm wearing them right now. I got the new yeah. teeth in right now. Yeah. Would you like a quick glimpse? You didn't yeah. see the old teeth. Yeah. Well, you uh, look at this. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, only because my daughter, I'm not particularly vain, well, I am. Um, my daughter sat on my lap about six, seven months ago yeah. and just said, Dad, why are all your teeth different colours? I said, what do you mean? So that one's blue, that one's brown, that one's yellow, that one's white, that one's cream. I was like, oh, Jesus. And uh, she was right. If rugby and you yeah. know, growing up malnourished. <laughs> so I said, I'm done. I thought, come on, let's get them. These are the, these are the teeth that Pod built. It's nice, so that's good. They're nice, though, aren't they? Yeah. And it's something you can, you know. There, was a, there, was a, there used to be a market in Carmarthen, um, which is where Alice is from, back in the day, where you could, in the, in the market there, you could, one of the stalls sold second-hand glasses from, you'd assume from the deceased, <laughs> um, and second-hand dentures. Wow. People be down there trying on the dentures, yeah. <laughs> so like Tolan Mann, and it's sort of 3,000 years' time and I'm dug up from a ditch. <laughs> yeah. Just these teeth that we left and nothing else. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, and another highlight that was, f- that was forwarded to me from, uh, I don't know how recent this episode was, but you were mistaken. Uh, one of the guests mistook <laughs> you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> For someone. Uh, so the lovely Kate Mason, yeah. uh, lovely lady, very good commentator, wonderful company, uh, and a real prick as well because... <laughs> I talked about singing and having a good voice, which I have. I'm just stating the fact, and Alison Steph backed me up. And then she went, oh, my God, are you the bloke who does the adverts for Go Compare? (laughs) (laughs) I said, well, the 26 stone bald Wynn Evans. (laughs) But Wales being Wales, I know Wynn. Like, he lives around the corner, so... uh, I love that it's just it's a Welshman with a moustache. I mean, his moustache is quite different to yours. I mean, you it's could, not even real. It's just stuck twirl. on for the oh, yeah, you, twir- you could twirl yours up to be like. I him. wouldn't want to. <laughs> I wouldn't want any part of his life rich. <laughs> I love him as I've said before. He's a better actor as Geo Campari than he is as himself. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. yeah. He's better pretending to be the cartoon character than he is when yeah. he is in. Himself. Nice fellow. Yeah, he looks very nice, and yeah, nice good luck to him. Yeah, good luck to him. He must have. He must have. I mean, he must be the king of Wales. <laughs> we do film this, by the way. So. Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> I'll just point out that that was a joke. Uh, he is actually. I'll tell you what the, one of the best things about Win, aka Giacopario. We moved into our new house last summer. Went to the chip shop because we didn't have a functioning kitchen. Very long, long story behind that. Um, went to the chip shop, and the fellow said, "I recognise you from." You did a thing with Wynn Evans. I said, yeah, Radio Wales back then. He said, you're not paying for it. He wouldn't let me pay for the food because I'm friends <laughs> with Wynn Evans. Wow. So, Wynn, if you're listening, thank you so much for the free cotton chips. Yeah. No wonder he's 26 stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm catching him up. Um, look, I looked up uh, Barry Island. I, I saw you doing a, a funny routine about the Barry Island. Tread ghost, carefully, Richard. Ghost train. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, we've already gone into fourth call this series. I'll let you give you a chance to uh, mm-hmm. re- reply to Tanya Moore's uh, accusations. Um, uh, what does that say? Um, that the, these are the, the facts from, from Wikipedia. Um, uh, it's, uh, these are the main facts. It's got the second highest tidal range. In the yes, world, my dad. Meters. My dad bangs on about that at every given opportunity. <laughs> Do you know which is the highest? Baffin Bay. Bay of Fundy is what I've got in Nova yeah. Scotia. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Um, then there's not that much about Barry Island. There's one paragraph. On I'm well, going to knock your socks off now. Go on. Well, there's one paragraph on Wikipedia with, with two facts. Mm. One is the ashes of Fred West were scattered there. True story. <laughs> True story. Uh, the second fact, in the same paragraph, mm-hmm. champion rollerblader Rich Taylor died there in a skating accident. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fred West Fred West actually said that one of his few... I mean, it'll come as no surprise to any of us. He, d- he didn't have the best childhood in the world. Um, <laughs> said his only happy memory as a child was going to Barry Island with his, right. uh, for holidays. So, yeah, he, he, left, he left. I mean, that doesn't seem right that he gets to... Che- he shouldn't be able to put no. himself somewhere that... no. It shouldn't be associated with it, should he? No, uh, I mean, we, we went over the moon about it. Didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a punishment for Barry Island. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Did they mention that we were once the, the number one coal export import in the world? No. There we go. Didn't see that. <laughs> Didn't see that. Um, would you like to, uh, having, having had Porth Call pulled apart quite badly by previous guests, mm. and I did nothing to defend the I place. like Porth Call. Okay, you'd like to say some nice things about Porth Call? Porth Call, home of the world's biggest Elvis festival, okay. according to their website. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've compared there many times, I've competed there many times. Yeah, of course. Uh, lovely part of the world. My, my dentist, Ken Chow, uh, <laughs> my previous dentist. Yeah. Ken Cho. Oh, he didn't do these teeth? <laughs> no, not these ones. Don't tell Ken, for Christ's sake. <laughs> uh, that's where his practice is. Lovely rest bay, beautiful rest bay just on the coast there. Gorgeous. Yeah. You can surf, you can play on the beach. Okay, is Lovely that in Porthcall or is that, out, is that away? It still counts as Porthcall. Yeah. And in fact, here we go, check this. So Paul Robeson, you, you may or may not have heard of, yeah. uh, civil rights leader, uh, activist, uh, all-round good egg, uh, American football player, uh, polit- uh, politically inclined leader of the uh, various minorities in the 60s in the, in the USA uh, became a huge advocate for the Welsh coal miners back in the day. Right. Uh, used to do the uh, miners I said for from Porth Coal. Okay. And when the McCarthy era government took away his passport for being a communist, he would radio in his singing performances for the miners at Porth Coal. Oh, wow. So in Porth Coal Pavilion, where I played, where I competed and lost. Elvis competitions. <laughs> there is a bust of Paul Robeson. Wow. Yes. Oh, well, that's... There we go. There we go. I think we've... Shit on, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I, again, from your podcast, uh, your recent podcast, I learned you've been uh, to the Hay on Wye Festival oh. this recently. We've been every year, my wife and I, for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of our first dates. Is it? And apart from uh, COVID, when we got we got the, we paid for the remote tickets right. on Zoom, um, we've been every year. Yeah, so this year was no exception. It's very nice there. Beautiful. Uh, and you got to see Michael Parkinson, who's uh, oh. I've hoped to get as a guest on here for a long time. Well, if you do, that would be fabulous because he he was he was amazing. What a raconteur! His life. His, so his new book that he was sort of promoting is is about the sports people he's met in his life. But what a fascinating bloke. Yeah. And then we had two tickets. My son and I took him in to see. He didn't know who Parky was. He was the youngest in the audience by probably 50 or 60 years. Um, <laughs> but I said, mate, one day you'll, you'll thank me for this. You know? And he enjoyed it. And then afterwards, we, we had tickets to see somebody else. And I said, I've got to queue up. I never queue up. I've got to get him s- to sign the book. And we were probably an hour and a half in the queue. Right. Yeah. And we got to the front, and he, was, he couldn't have been nicer. And my son took a lovely photograph of, of him and I. And yeah, it was wonderful, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I mean, and now you're on this podcast with me, and in many ways, same thing. There's my son; he's right there. Look, I, I, yeah. yes. Michael Parkinson of my generation. I would, I would say. I think, it, I think it's a decent show. Decent yeah, show. Decent show. And he didn't, and he, you know, and he never thought to ask people if they'd ever tried to suck their own cock. So, who's the best? Not on interview? camera. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great anecdote actually. So my friend Eggsy from yeah. Golden Looking Chain Fame. Yes. His old man is, is, a, is a lovely fellow called Mike, right? He played a lot of cricket. And I was talking about Parky on, online, and, and he got in touch uh, with his old man and said, I played wicketkeeper in a, in a celebrity cricket match when Parky was batting, because Parky was a very good cricketer, played county, sort of junior county cricket. And he said, Parky gets out first ball. Mike Rutledge stumps him first ball. He refuses to walk, right? Refuses to walk. Turns around and says to Mike, People come here to see me bat, not you keep working. <laughs> I liked him even more after that. He's a good guy, good Yorkshireman. Top man. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I was, I, I've, had, I've got, I didn't really talk to him, but I saw him at the, we did a Morecambe and Wise festival in Harpenden, which him and Angela Rippon came and they did, they did a talk oh, together. Um, I mean, yeah, there's very few of those Morecambe and Wise. Yeah, increase. Glenda Jackson, we just lost. Of course, yeah, of course. Everyone yeah. associated with Morgan and Wise. Yeah, of course. It's a while ago. We're sadly losing them all. Surely, Vasty still with us. Yeah, at the time of recording. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's an amazing, amazing thing to say. I mean, you know, he does. He's not, was he eighty nine, ninety years old now? He, I mean, yeah, he's, he's just come back from Dickie Bird's ninetieth birthday party. Oh, Eddie, wow. Yeah, they're still good mates. Yeah, and see, there the cricketers are doing all right. Boycott. Is boycott still alive? I think he is, yeah. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So they don't die. Lots of people said we're a happy-go-lucky attitude, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he would never get, you know, he'd stay in the crease way after his time, wouldn't he? That yeah. guy, so <laughs> not surprised. Not surprised. 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, let, let, let's, uh, let's go and ask you some emergency questions. I didn't ask you too many of these, and you did very well uh, last time. Uh, actually, this, by the way, this isn't dog poo. This is a little bit of chewing gum on my shoe. So, <laughs> and we never thought it was. Um, there was two in here I wanted to ask you. Let me see if I can find them. Okay. I asked myself. I do a, I do a uh, bonus podcast for ACAS Plus listeners. Uh, where I ask, well, where, where Ali, my ventriloquist dummy, asks me questions. Uh, is we're working our way through <laughs> every single, <laughs> every single <laughs> one. So I, I found a couple that I thought were quite good. Uh, if you could go into a, the trans, a transportation chamber from the fly mm. with a living creature of oh, your choice, blimey. which creature would you like to uh, be melded with? Oh, now this is a good question, this. <laughs> I thought so. I, do you know I go with an alligator? <laughs> an alligator? Yeah, for the simple reason. Um, I'm not a great swimmer. Okay. Uh, but secondly, alligators essentially could live forever. Okay. They, they've, got a, they've got a thing to do with their DNA where they just basically self-replicate. They just end up getting too big, and they die because they're too big. So okay. as long as I could keep in shape, <laughs> yeah. I think I could live forever. So you'd be half and swim. Man, you'd be half man, half alligator. Yeah, I guess yeah. it just depends how it boils down, doesn't it? What, yeah. what the 50-50 ratio is. You could be sort of a... I wouldn't mind a big uh, tail, are you all right? Yeah. Um, you could be an alligator that can't swim. Those teeth that cost a fucking fortune, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it costs a lot. Uh, this was... This is not, uh, there might not be anything in this, but let's try this. I don't think I've ever asked anyone these questions. Okay. Pa- it's number 151. I don't think I was... And I did 500 in this book. <laughs> this is how bad it was by 151. If you were a little pig, what would you make your house of in order to deter the big bad wolf? Good lord. A little pig. Big bad wolf. What are wolves? They're apex predators, aren't they? Yeah. Make it a big of wolves. <laughs> um, yeah, make it a bigger wolves. Yeah. There may be drawbacks. I said I would make my house out of fire. Wolves are scared of fire. Also, I'd be nice and warm, and there'd be a lovely smell of bacon. Well, um, I mean, there's a better answer. <laughs> so, there we go. It's, you know, they, occasionally, I come up with a good one. Occasionally, I remember to do it. Mm. Let's, try, let's try one of the more recent ones. Um, oh, let's try this. this I, I asked AI um, to come up with some questions. Oh, this would be good. To save me some time. Most of them aren't any good. <laughs> this is the only one that's proved successful. Okay. Uh, and it's been very successful. So thank you to artificial intelligence. One day, you will have my job. Yeah, um, maybe. If, if you are listening to this in the future, yeah. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a possibility that we already are the creation of artificial intelligence, yes, and we I don't know, know it. Mm. So that's. Do you know one of the one of the reasons I read about this last week? Why? When you're playing video games, uh, and they don't render until you until you focus on something. Yeah. So in, to save memory space and everything else, and, uh, everything is sort of very pixelated until you focus on it. Yeah. And they say at the at the quantum level. They're now showing the, the latest scientific uh, uh, experiments on the quantum level are showing that things don't exist until we examine them. Wow. 
they're not actually there until we look at it, and then they are there. Right. That's bad, that's bad news, isn't it? It's bad news. Yeah, I love sport. Go on. Um, okay, this is AI came up with it. What is the most ludicrous thing you've ever done in the name of love? Well, fucking hell. How long have you got? Um, <laughs> you can take the whole rest of the time. Oh, I'm fairly well documented on the podcast. I bought someone a camping stove once. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I, just the usual sort of thing. Apart from I, I love, you know the, the love letters and stuff. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. For love of my audience, I was doing a gig once uh, in a place called Blackwood in Wales, and a lovely local, a lovely lady. She knitted. She was knitting. That was her thing. Was knitting. She knit me a willy warmer okay. before a Christmas gig, and I thought it'd be a jape just to go on stage. For the final part of the show, just in the Willy Warmer, yeah. uh, which I did, yeah. um, and then I took a photograph of it and put it online, and my wife went shitty <laughs> because she's deputy head teacher yeah. <laughs> with the name of Bubbins. <laughs> well, look, that, is that still online? Do you think? I'll see if we can find that. That would be good. Have a look. Yes. Yeah, Let's talk about the. I think you have talked about this on another podcast, but I would, I'm very interested in this because you are you referee rugby. I do. And you referee rugby for young children. Young, I did young until yeah. two weeks ago. <laughs> okay, yes. uh, and things have gone. It, it's quite. I think this is quite an interesting story. It's, a, it's interesting that you, you know, there's not many celebrities who would give no. up their time to. Help. Well, my son plays and my daughter used to play, so. Yeah. But I've since my PE teaching days, I, I've enjoyed sort of getting involved with sport. So from from under sevens, I've offered just to save the club money. The, otherwise, the club's got to pay for a referee. I'm a qualified ref, so on a Sunday, I will, if I have to, referee games. I'd rather watch my son and enjoy it, to be honest, yeah. and be biased. But I have to be a referee and try not to be biased. Yeah. But you had a pretty un, you had a, a, it was your son playing in this match that uh, he was playing in the game. Yeah. yeah. I know. Only be described as a tete-a-tete with, um, with the opposition. Uh, but with the players, I don't mind the players getting involved. Yeah. Players call me what they like, that's fine. I, I did that when I was a kid as well. You shouldn't do it, but you do it when you're little. Um, yeah, but then the coaches got involved and it all got, a bit, it all got a bit funny. Right. And then we had a penalty before half-time and their coaches took the players off. Their players off. In hindsight, I added fuel to the fire, Rich. LAUGHTER uh, <laughs> Because I insisted one of our players take the penalty anyway yeah. and score a try against nobody. <laughs> and then I put the whistle for half-time. Yeah. Yeah, and that did a good job particularly well. So, uh, but, that, but, that, but that went funny online then. It went, you know, people get quite animated about it. Yeah. I came off Twitter for about four hours. Because, um, yeah, people get very nasty about it, don't they? Yeah. I just, I just like kids, I love kids playing sport. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I love as many kids as possible to play sport. And I, if I can help with that, I will. But I, so the forms came through last week to re-register for next season for a ref. I said, I'm not doing it. I'll coach, but I don't need that grief on a regular basis. Yeah. yeah. It, my daughter plays, she's, plays under eight, so she'll be under nines next season, football. Mm. She's the only girl, really, in, in, the, in our team. Uh, and there we've only, I think, ever played against one girl. But it is, yeah, it, 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 passions do get a little high, I suppose, for certain people, but it does seem crazy. Especially from the kids, it's when yeah. the adults get involved. You're like, yeah. really? Is it that important to you? Yeah. You know? But, I mean, you, know. It, you do, I do, I, mean, I enjoy it more than any other sport I've, I've seen. Yeah. Because you are really invested in it. Yeah, but, but you sort of want, just want your kids to do well. And, and, and to enjoy it. Yeah, to enjoy it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, is, it's, it is weird if... It, and it's if not nice for my, for my son, then, when he's watching people calling me, you know, yeah. all sorts of names and getting sworn at. Yes. It's not great for him, either. No. And then when I swear back at them, it's not great for him. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just not going to do it anymore. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone standing up, you know, like... Oh, well, they do. They do. do I've, they? I've, I've had people... I've had people nose-to-nose... I've had a bloke come onto the pitch with me nose-to-nose. Right. And say to me, um, I'm going to... You know, can I swear? Yeah. He's not fucking smashing edge in me. I said, I was not going to work a skinny little cunt. <laughs> uh, which I shouldn't have said in an under 12 game. I shouldn't have said it. Uh, but, you know, I got a temper, Rich. Yeah. And that's not the place for it. So, yeah. Uh, what, what I like about you, and it's, no, it's not unique to you, but it's, it is quite unusual in the, is that you seem like to be a very confident person, which I like. I mm. think it's, but you also, it doesn't, it seems to be. Um, you know, uh, sometimes confidence is, is there or overconfidence is there because you, uh, some insecurity is being masked or because you, yeah. especially in that kind of macho way, yeah. you seem confident and yet 
quite chilled out. <laughs> nothing to prove, Rich. <laughs> I've got nothing to prove. But um, it's, it's quite a rare combination, and a nice combination, and a sort of truly, you know, in the old-fashioned sense, a sort of manly combination, because it should be, there should be that confidence that you're... You're, you're a, you know, you're strong and you can st- stick up for yourself, but also not be. Yeah, don't be a bully or an arsehole. Be a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I think it's a lot of it around. It just, just people don't. They're not the ones who get the publicity, are they? No. The ones who are just sort of quietly confident and, and fairly, yeah. 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 Just be, be so honest. are you? Because like most comedians, I think they're they're sort of harboring deep resentments mm. or insecurities. There's something that's driving them. Whereas it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like comedy is yeah. making up for anything for you. That no, you I'm never one of these. You, it's a bit of a cliche, but you read about comedians saying, I got into it in school because I was getting bullied and yeah. make the bullies laugh. You know, I was the bully. So <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't the bully. Um, I, for me, it was just, I just enjoyed telling stories. I enjoyed making people laugh. And then, you know, I, sort of, I started doing comedy when my wife was pregnant with our first kid. So, so when he was born, I get to do all the school runs and stuff. Because the job that I've got, yeah. I can spend time with the family, do the kids stuff, do the coaching, do the refereeing. So for me, it was just, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to mask anything. No. You know, I'm not, you know I can understand why people do that. I'm not knocking them for it. But yeah, I just, it's just, a, what a way to make a living, isn't it? It's just <laughs> nice, isn't it? It is. It's just nice, just to be, try to be nice to people. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, you know, it's surprising. I mean, I love comedians and uh, I by no means think, or there are some comedians who are assholes and who are nightmares, but yeah. they're mainly not. They're mainly. I'd say on the whole, the people yeah. I've met and doing this for 10, 15 years are, are nicer than, 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 a, than a similar cross-section of the public. Yeah, I think that might be true. And a lot of the, the ones that are, the, are the, maybe the loudest or the nastiest in inverted commas on stage are some of the most gentle people you're going to meet. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, but it's all going very well, Mike. I know, I know we sort of briefly touched on this last time, but... Mm. Uh, it sounds like, from what I'm hearing, that Mammoth, which was that you'd done a, yeah. a pilot for, but it sounds like, it's, is, it go, is that going to Yes, yeah, so we did a pilot for BBC Wales, and so BBC One commissioned that about three or four weeks ago. Great. So we're going to record that. It looks like we're going to record it at Christmas time, and then it'll be on TV next year, which will be nice. Okay, so remind, for those people who didn't hear you the first time, just to remind us what the... So uh, Tony Mammoth is a... Right, what you know. Tony Mammoth is <laughs> a mustachioed PE teacher. Uh, <laughs> With a certain je ne sais quoi, <laughs> who on a skiing trip in 1979, school skiing trip is uh, engulfed by an avalanche, presumed dead, uh, brought back to life in 2023. It'll be 2024 now, though. Yeah. Uh, and just gets his old job back in his old school, uh, where and then he runs into his daughter, who is he's he's sort of 45, his daughter's also 45. Right. <laughs> So yeah, it's just it's, it's really it's just really good fun to do. It's yeah. best to make knowledge in an old people's home. Yeah. His daughter's the same age as he is. Uh, so yeah, it's just good fun. We're just we're doing the process of doing it now. <laughs> and who else is who else is in that? Is, is, there, is it? So Joseph Marcel looks like he's going to come back. Yeah. He played Jeffrey in The Fresh Prince. He's brilliant. He's my best mate. Uh, who lives in the old people's home? We got um, uh, Mally uh, Malian Reese, who is a Welsh actor who plays Lucy that I work with in PE teacher. She's great. Uh, we're still casting the daughter, so we don't know who that's going to be. Yet. That could be you could be, yeah, by all. I mean, that would that'd be very modern, wouldn't it? <laughs> 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 yeah. So it's it, you know a lot of people that, that, uh, that we want to be there have said yes. So it's it's. Uh, I can do the accent and everything, Mike. If you need me to. Oh no, that, no, no! Can... You should have said that. <laughs> go on. I'm not going to. There we go. No, I can't do the accent. I was yeah. I was making a, a funny joke. Well, we might get. We're trying to get now. Scoop for you, Richard. Yeah. Is I I would love. I interviewed Mike Post about two years ago, who did all the theme tunes in the seventies and the eighties. Yes. Rockford Files. You know, you name it. He he wrote it. Okay. The eighteen. Uh, Quantum Leap. I believe he did. Oh, L.A. Right. Law. Wow. Um, I had a really nice chat with him on the on the phone for like an hour. Uh, and I mentioned this at the time, which, which it was the pilot stage then. Yeah. So now we got commissioned. Um, he did say at the time, listen, if, if it goes to series, let me know and I'll, um, wow. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do you a theme show. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> well, if I get that, that'd be something else. Yeah, that would be amazing. Well, yeah. Great. Well, we'll look forward to that. Um, By the way, if, if he doesn't do that and we get somebody else in, that's yeah. no slight on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get, you get someone cheaper. You get someone cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before, 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 yeah so it's all good. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that's, it is inter- it is interesting that you kind of that you're using your real life. I mean, obviously, and the, I mean, I love the, the concept of this is such a good concept. So I'm glad it's mm. it's gone to series because it's because sometimes you know yeah, it's people just... don't necessarily spot something that's going to be good. But it's interesting that it's obviously partly using your real life as well as being yeah. this quite high concept idea. Yeah, so I was a PE teacher for sort of ten, fifteen years. Yeah, my wife still teaches, so there's a lot of that in it. There's a lot of the. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a couple of old teachers of mine that are sort of amalgamated into his character. Right. Uh, I got a friend across off the one last week, and it made my week honestly. He's a, he was a great bloke. So yeah, so there's a lot of. I think when we did the pilot, we I wore a lot of my own clothes, I drove my own car, <laughs> and we shot it at my own school. So it was. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. And giving it all back, giving it all back to where you came from. I'm a, giver. I'm a giver. I'm a Yeah. Well, like, you know, I've tried to write sitcoms to be set in cheddar, which is what I, you know, I'd die a happy man if I could set a... Just call it Cheese Roller. <laughs> but uh, so far, I, none of mine have got made. But I'll, I think maybe I'm, I'll try to do the same as you. I'll have an avalanche. There we go, perfect. <laughs> in yeah. cheddar cottage. And just do a Somerset version of, of your idea. That would be terrific. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and are you still doing the, um, the unexplainers? Is that, is that something that kind of... So no, we don't do that anymore. So I love doing that. Um, yeah. It was everything for a reason. So it was, I did a thing with Eggsy I mentioned earlier from Goldie Looking Chain. We yeah. did a, a radio series for like six series on BBC Radio about the unexplainers where we, we would look at various unexplained phenomena and spent half an hour not explaining them. <laughs> and then it went to TV series, and the TV, the TV was bad. Because it was, it was the first thing we'd ever sort of gone from radio to TV. I think at one point it was also like the second biggest podcast in the country before anyone knew what podcasts were. Right. You know. I remember saying to, to, to the people there, listen, we should do this all year round, the podcast bit. No point. Okay, <laughs> so uh, that, did, that didn't happen. So it went to TV. It was never the thing we wanted it to be on TV. Which was nice when I got to make Mammoth. Because of the, the other podcast, really, yeah. I was in a really enviable position to be able to say, oh, I don't really want to do it like this. I want to do it like this. Yeah. So, you know, the downside of that is if, if it does go tits up, it's almost exclusively my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure it won't. And I think that, you know, but it is, it's interesting that, you know, podcasting is getting to that point where the power of dynamic is shifting a bit. You know, just to like take the middleman out, just yeah. or the middle woman out, you know, or the middle person doesn't identify out, just take him out. Uh, <laughs> because you're always trying to, you're always trying to sell. Com- well, you know, you're trying to sell. Com- you made a whole, you made your life out of, of making people laugh. Yeah. You're then writing an idea that someone who doesn't make a living out of making people laugh has got to decide whether it's funny or not. Yeah. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So the podcast sort of takes that away. We've never got that idea away. I remember going for a radio meeting. They said, well, we should have done that podcast with you. I said, you wouldn't have made this podcast in a million years. Mm. If we said to you, how long is it? Between two and three hours? <laughs> What's it about nothing, really? <laughs> you know, you're, not gonna, you're just going to say no. You'd turn it down flat. Yeah. You know, but we knew that it was just like organic. It was mates talking about stuff. And, yeah. So what about... Because we did a show about The Unexplained, and uh, there's been a few things that around that. What was it? Were you genuinely interested in those? I mean, I think it's quite a thing of our sort of generation... When we were growing up oh, yeah. as kids, there were loads of books about ghosts and monsters. And well, I was fascinated with sci-fi as a yeah. kid and space. And Eggsy is, uh, is very much a believer. Right. So, yeah, we, so he was, uh, we went all over the country. Just but what a treat for a couple of years, just going to these weird places and camping out under the stars and looking for Bigfoot. And, yeah. you know, did you find Bigfoot? Have no, you, no, no. Bigfoot? no, no, no. No, no. But we, we, did, we did try to lure Bigfoot to us by... Um, by call blasting, it's called. When, right. when you play a, a sound very loudly <laughs> to try and lure Bigfoot out from the woods. So pitch black in the middle of North Wales, up in the yeah. mountains. And, uh, Has it ever been sighted in Wales, Bigfoot? Well, he's called the Grey King in North Wales. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, the legend of the Grey King. And um, Eggsy was in charge of the sound blasting, and he managed to try and coax the Grey King out of the woods by playing uh, two tortoises having sex. <laughs> Which is one of the weirdest sounds ever. It just... At <laughs> 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 about 200 decibels. Yeah. Right? And it didn't work. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I think I've heard tortoises having sex now. That's brought back a bit. Well, that is the noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you brought it right back. Yeah. I wonder what that was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so have you ever seen a ghost in real life? Well, this is the thing. I haven't seen a ghost. I don't think. Right. I've stayed in the most haunted, you know... Everywhere you go is the most haunted pub in Britain anyway, isn't mm-hmm. it? There's one in every town. Uh, so I've stayed in a lot of those sorts of places. Yeah. I've never seen a ghost. Um, 
but I think I might have seen a UFO once okay. when I was a kid. And I remember telling this to the, the to Soufon, which is the South Wales UFO network. <laughs> and they were, they were thrilled. Well, Michael Sheen said he saw a lot of UFOs when, he, when I had well, those, all this stuff's coming out now, isn't it? Yeah. This is the thing, this de- deposition of the States. Wel- Welsh, is there a Welsh centre for Well, there is, there is a place called the Berwyn Mountain. We, we investigated the Berwyn Mountain incident. Right. Which is, to be honest, is absolutely fascinating. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, met a couple of farmers. They were there at the time in the 70s. And there was this, you know, there was apparently there were military people everywhere all over the place. And right. all these strange lights. And really, really quite spooky and quite interesting. Yeah. Do you think that the... the, the Aliens are visiting us then? Do you I know? don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, again, if we, you know, it's like the AI thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I don't want to poo-poo it in case they are here amongst us. Any? Are there any? I, I mean, it'd be nice if someone fucking came to see the yeah. show if they were, <laughs> if they are here. I don't want to get probed unless they look <laughs> unless they look like Simon Jones the cricketer. Okay. <laughs> right. Let me go. Let me see if I've got some more. I've got to make sure I don't ask you the same question again. There's That's from last time, but I don't think I've. We didn't do many emergency questions last time. No. Um, uh, do you think your obituary photo has already been taken? <laughs> I mean, I don't think. I think it probably hasn't because you have You know, you're about to do a big TV show, mm. which unless you die in fil- during filming and mm. it's never shown, mm. it'll probably be a picture from that. And that's fine because that was about three stone ago. Okay. <laughs> and my sideburns were died and my moustache was died. Okay. Yeah. That'd be yeah. nice. That'd be fine. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Okay. Probably has, isn't it? I mean, I'd like to think I'm halfway through my life, Rich. I, I know, know, I'd like to think that. But I'm 51. Yeah, you could and two's not be on the pain, is it? I mean, I'm, my, my, I'd be nearly 112 for me to be halfway through. Now, so. Yeah, well, that's fine, that happens. It has happened before, so why wouldn't it happen again? Yeah, that's true. But the oldest person in the world, it was 124? Uh, Jean Calmer. How old? I think she got, well, there's a lot of. Uh, yeah. Question over her because there's. I think she was a hundred and. I think she was about 120, 124, something like that. Yeah. But there wasn't. There was a theory that her daughter had taken over halfway through. Oh. <laughs> 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 Which I think has been disproved. Like Lucy and neighbours. <laughs> yeah. I think it's been disproved, and it would be kind of an amazing thing to have gone. T- I'm gonna. I, but I think there was a there was a sort of you know benefits reason. If the mother had died, the daughter could have stepped in uh, and yeah. taken... And I think it was disproved, but I think it's a little bit unsure. But yeah, there's 120... I well, my neighbour... Well, I should live... I moved uh, last year, but our old house... So the, the neighbour once over was 103. And the neighbour two doors down lived to be 100. But when the neighbour passed away at 103, <laughs> the neighbour two doors down... And I'm not going to... Oh, she's dead now, Dorothy. Um, <laughs> she said... And, and, and my, my neighbour's... Son, Vic, who the people of the podcast will know, did everything for his mother. His whole life, he dedicated his whole life to his mum. At her 100th birthday, the whole street went to a big party. She was a Welsh speaker. He got a Welsh speaking choir at the, at the rugby club. Nice. She loved it. 101st birthday, did the same. 102nd birthday, did the same. 103rd birthday, did the same. Right after she died, 103rd birthday, she passed away about a month after. Dorothy, 100 years old, up the road, two doors down. Did you hear about uh, Anne? I said, I did, yeah, awfully sad, but what a brilliant life. I blame Vic. <laughs> I said, what you blame Vic? What do you blame Vic for? She went, yeah. that birthday party was too much for him. <laughs> I said, what, a 103rd birthday party? <laughs> yeah. But I was in great nick, is my point, and I'm 51 and a bit now, so she yeah. lived to 103, yeah. so why not me? Could be. I wouldn't want... She was an 18 stone, right? No, it's true. <laughs> I wouldn't want... It. It's, a, it's a curse being the oldest person in the world, if, if you look at it, they all... Oh, a, they all die. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I want to. I don't want to get that far. And the bumps are a killer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I know you know you're talking about having put on some weight. I know I've read. I've have seen you sort of tweeting about this. You there are like with me there are periods where I kind of try yeah. to get fit and get quite fit and then mm. it slips away. It's quite difficult to maintain, yeah, isn't it? I got ripped in lockdown because yeah. I, I was I was reading, but when nobody knew what was going on, that it was weight was a big factor. I thought I got two little kids, you know, let's just get fit again. Yeah. So I, I was I was really fit in lockdown, and then and then we had the vaccine, the pubs opened again. <laughs> 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 but I am going to try and get back in a bit of shape for Mammoth. Yeah. I can't really be, you know, I, I look more like a sort of a big RE teacher at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. 
I want to look like a PE teacher, really. Yeah, but, you know, there are some, there are some chunky PE teachers. Though. You can be chunky, yeah. but you can't be too chunky. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't, by, by the same token, I don't want to get too attractive. No. You're a sexy man. I, I don't, I don't, I think, I, I don't, you're very kind. I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to say it. Nor should like, you be. Nor should I be. If you uh, were going to be put in a human centipede... <laughs> and Christ. That has to eat it quickly. <laughs> uh, you're a sexy man. Do you want to be a human centipede? <laughs> you're going to be put in a human centipede. You're in the middle and you get to choose who's in front of you and who's behind. Oh, what a dream. Um... <laughs> I would have Simon Jones in front of me, the cricketer. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then behind me, uh, I don't know. I don't th- I haven't thought about the, that, that, that side of things. Yeah. Um, but you have thought about the person in front of you. I've thought about the front. Got a lot. Don't stop thinking about it. Don't Straight stop. in with Simon Jones. Uh, Simon Jones in front and someone like... You know, I, w- I would have said Jack Grealish before this weekend. Because okay. I can love his calves. I think he's got lovely calves. Yeah. And nice hair and a happy face. But of course he's behind me. So, um, <laughs> I don't know, just anyone who's a you know, nice company with a small dick, probably. <laughs> I don't think the dick's going to be an issue. Is it not the... No, it's the ma- it's mouth. It's oh, mouth. is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, so what am I doing? What am I... It's good to know, yeah. It's good to know you're bumming. I'm a, I'm a bummer, Simon Jones. I'm not. <laughs> you're not. Your your mouth is attached to his anus, and uh, your anus is attached. That's to fine. Yeah. <laughs> but so you may want to rethink the behind because someone's you're there. attached to my anus. It's, uh, so your anus will have someone's mouth stitched to it, and they and then anything come, that comes out of your anus yeah. will go through. Will go through them. So it's like a hit list, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, just probably one of my old head teachers or something. Like that. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, All this time, I thought a human centipede was like. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Isn't it? You got a very interesting answer. You got a very interesting answer because you got it. You got it all wrong. I mean, you're weirdly, think... weirdly making me sound like a pervert because I'm, <laughs> I'm not sucking shit into somebody's ass. Just the glee with which. <laughs> just, you know, it's nice. Um, yeah. uh, well, look, this uh, this is a question. This is a brand new one, just for you. Come on. I don't know if you have. Uh, I know that the guest where I'm interviewing next has. So this mm. is why I got this question wrong. Mm. Have you ever saved a life? Oof, I think every day I'm saving lives. Have I saved a life? Never given blood. Never given blood? No. What, out of just uh, greed? Yeah, blood greed. That makes you greed and laziness. Yeah, laziness. Um, have I saved a life? I don't think I have. No, I, I, I mean, I should teach kids who had, like, really bad fits and stuff, and I sort of got them through fairly pronounced uh, athletic yeah, fits and good. things. That's, that's a nice thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would be pretty bad if you had yeah, helped. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there's a scale, isn't it? <laughs> Let them die and line them on the floor. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have. No. And I feel bad now. Okay. Well, oh, well, I helped. I like to think my wife had two very traumatic births with both our kids. And I was hands on in both those situations. Okay. So, yeah, I think I probably, so, yeah, I would say. And you created those lives. Yeah, don't make me take them away again, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last, the last time you guys were on, you gave your fee to make uh, defibrillators. Oh, yeah, so, so well, maybe that's. So thing. maybe that's come But, but, but that's, 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 that's the listeners that, that you know, helped help to yeah. fund that. So we've, we've funded a lot of defibrillators now, which, yeah. is, which is great. So, yeah, maybe. Good, yeah. I mean, you know, not many people have. I mean, I've saved a few lives, I think, just, yeah. just through my comedy. Yeah. I think a lot of people who were going to give up have. Yeah. Decided to carry on. Um, well, I might. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd go and just see if I can get any worse at this job. He can't, he can't get worse, can he? He yeah. has done. He has done. I mean, I, like, when you go through sort of like the testicular cancer, there's been, I don't think I've saved lives as I think they would have lived. Mm. But there's been quite a few people, who, people, quite people have gone in and because of me. And I, I talk uh, quite a bit on the pod about things that people don't tend to talk about. Yeah. You know, about my, I've been, I've been fingers up my arse and stuff. Yeah. Not, I'm not, 
not as a pleasure pursuit, like <laughs> with my doctor. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think, I think any sort of conversation where you, you talk about that stuff and make it less embarrassing is going to be yeah, helpful. Yeah, but people, it, again, it's where there's a... You Go know, get your arch finger by a doctor. Go on. <laughs> it has definitely improved, and there are a lot of men... There are a lot more men now who are talking about, you know, mental health issues yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And I think your podcast... You know, your podcast isn't, like, overtly that, but right. it is not, not that either, you know, that you guys... Yeah. That's what that, I like that kind of you know metrosexual aspect of it that you're yeah, like modern, so. modern guys, but also you know but regular guys as well. So it's people it's, say a lot of nice things to us, which is yeah. lovely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we try and hope we can. <laughs> Good. Let's uh, well, let's try another one. Um, uh, this is the other side of the coin. It's the one right above it. Do you Who fear? Do you fear? <laughs> <laughs> do you fear death? Is my question. I do fear death. Do I'm not going to be one of these big brave books as I don't fear death. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't used to. I never. I never. I never paid a. I paid a scant regard in the past. But yeah, I fear, I fear, now I've got kids. I fear death. Yeah. Yeah. It's like having kids is the best thing in the world. But you don't, you just fucking constantly terrified. <laughs> when does it end? And I speak to like my dad now, like, I'm 51, dad's 78. He's like, still worry about you when you go out. Of course. You know, when you're yeah. 51 years of age. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I feel, I don't, I don't sit around, you know, pondering my own doom all the time. Like I told you, I'm expecting to make at least 103. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say that it, it holds no fear for me. I think people say that are odd. I find that really strange. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't, death doesn't bother me. Well, it should bother me. It's, you know, it's a weird... But then, you know, it is... It's inevitable. Yeah, So, probably. I mean, you don't, you don't want it to happen right now. I, mean, well, I, live, in, I live in hope that one day we can... We can, in my lifetime, perhaps... <laughs> um, <laughs> that we can sort of take our memories... I read a book called Altered Carbon once. Yeah. It was lovely, because it was all about in the future, and they just took all your memories and all your, and your personality and put them on a chip in, yeah. a, in a new body, and a better body. I'd love that. Yeah. My mind in Simon Jones's body would be a silver <laughs> I guess I think we're going to be just the generation that misses out on. I think we're going to. Yeah. So I think our kids will probably live for two hundred and fifty. I'm years. happy with that. Uh, but we we're, we're just going to slip away. Yeah. And everything in our brains will. Yeah. T- turn to dust. Break, isn't it? Eventually, though, Mike. Everything you know, even if you. I read about the end of the universe the other week, but yeah. I was upset for like two days. It's going to end, so even, even if you manage... I mean, they'll be fuck all rich. <laughs> I know. If you manage to get your stuff on a chip, it's not going to survive that. No, that's true. So, you know, those memories will go eventually. <sighs> yeah. Unless when the universe has destroyed, it rebounds and everything. That's, Another that's theory, one theory. It could come, you know, we all relive it backwards yeah, yeah. and then forwards again. Yeah, I'm not for that. We could be on the fifth or sixth go here. On a bounce. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Okay. Of course, there's a theory that because you can only rearrange things so many times, even atoms. Yeah. That everything will happen again anyway. This will happen again. With that jug in that same place, you hold the microphone the same way. Every st- every strand of your wonderful locks in exactly <laughs> the same place. No, nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> the problem I have with that alternate, you know, the everything happening is this. Definitely, if if everything's exactly the same, there are certain things that are sort of possible, but definitely wouldn't happen. Uh, like uh, me marrying. <laughs> Uh, you know, and like I'm trying to think who I want, who was, who do I want to marry now? I mean, I guess, if, me, my, if my who, wife, it, it if was my me wife a minute ago. Uh, I mean, I think, I think it's part. If the universe is infinite, you and me are definitely going at it in mm. some <laughs> in, 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 in <laughs> Brilliant. But I think there's, I think there are people alive today who are who are out of my reach, regardless of the how many infinite times this gets replayed. But that's the joy of infinity. Yeah. No, I think even in an infinite universe. <laughs> Uh, I can't even think of a, a, an out of. I can't even. That's how low my expectations now. I can't even think of an attractive person <laughs> that would reject me. Um, <laughs> that would reject. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> can't even. Just lost all interest. Never mind. We'll move. We'll move on from that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I've written down the ones we. I, I know which ones we've done. That's good. So I know which emergency questions we've done. I, I was enjoying your your stand up about. Uh, your disappointment in swim, uh, the Olympic swimming medals. That's a very good book. Look that I'm up at home, kids. I'm not going to make you do it. Um, but it's a, it's a very good point. Uh, okay, I'll do another AI question. Um, look, this is like what we were talking about. It's like AI. So this proves AI. Um, 
Yeah, it's a terrible question. If the world were to be populated entirely by Richard Herring lookalikes, which it almost is, mm. would it be a utopia, utopia of Herring-based hilarity or a nightmarish dystopia where the same jokes are repeated ad infinitum? That's rude. <laughs> That's rude. It's like if I well, was if everyone was, everyone was you yeah. or a facsimile of you, yeah. do you like your own stuff? I mean, I don't think I'd like it if everyone was doing it. <laughs> I don't think I'd like it. Well, they're not, they're not nicking your jokes. I mean, they're <laughs> they'd all be, it'd get bored. I don't think I'd like to, but, you know, have to. That would be presumably I'd have to be married to someone who looked like me yeah. and have kids with someone like me and my kids. And they'd would look, look just like, like you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be a nightmare. You're right there. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I'd like that. No. that. AI is sick for thinking that up. Um, yeah, there'd be some sort of human centipede with just you in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be bad. Right, one more, and then we'll, we'll, we'll see where we get to. I mean, I haven't asked you if you've ever tried to suck your own cock. Have you ever tried to suck your own cock, uh, Mike Robbins? No, but I used, to, I used to experiment with with masturbation quite a bit when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't use my hand to masturbate for probably the first two years. Really? Yeah. I used to put my Tell testicles... Well, I used to put my testicles between my legs, my okay. thighs. I've got quite strong thighs. And I'd make a sort of thrusting movement. Okay. So you essentially... <laughs> I invented it, by the way. Yeah, uh, I think you did. And then that became... And bored. yeah, it's me who lost a testicle. That is, that is the <laughs> terrible, yeah. unfair way this yeah. world works. And then that, you then need a, a new challenge. You know, it's like when you're... you're yeah. You're always Did that work? Did that lead to... Orgasm? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, quite regularly. Um, <laughs> but then that got boring. Yeah. So I, I then... Because I was quite an athletic chap. Where well, the man is bored of tucking his testicles between his thighs and thrusting... What do you do? Do it upside down. Okay. So I then used to do into what they call a shoulder stand in gymnastics, yeah. and I would do it upside down. So you get a bit of a head rush at the same time. <laughs> I was like a 12 year old Michael Hutchins, essentially. <laughs> You've got to go very careful with the pop shot. <laughs> Good. Good. That's <laughs> Um, I, you're a very funny stand-up. Are you still going to be doing stand-up work, work with this big TV success? Is there more stand-up shows than that? Yeah, I'd love to do. I, I sort of, I sort of retired all my old stuff. I did a tour this year, yeah. so I think I'll. Um, yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to do another stand-up tour. Probably, I've got to write it now. That's the yeah. scary bit, isn't it? Writing it from scratch. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I love to. I, I, funnily enough, for the first time, it's 25 years old now. I just watched the Seinfeld documentary. Oh, yes. The other day, and I was just inspired to, to start from scratch and write some new stand-up. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think it'd be next year, but realistically, with writing other stuff, it's probably going to be the year after. But, yeah, I'd love to yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the show's a success, which I think it's got... It feels to me... I hope so. It feels like it's, it's got, got some momentum behind it, and it's a great idea. <laughs> but if it is, you know, then, then, then you can sort of be touring in... Yeah. I mean, I think you could anyway, couldn't you? You could be touring in, in the really big venues. And sure, but we did an arena thing uh, in, with a pod in, in general. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'd do that again. No. I like theatres and I like, you know... How, how, many, how, how big was that? It was massive, wasn't it, the arena show? It's like 4,000 people. Right, yeah. Which, and it was great fun. It was great fun to do. Sure. But for stand-up, I've seen stand-up there. I don't think it ever really works. I'd much rather do like a nice, nice old Victorian theatre or something. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I do know those exact yeah. venues. Um, well, look, really good luck with uh, the, the show. I'm sure the, 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 the podcast just carries on regardless, does it? I yeah, mean, it's all, all, going, guys, all going very well, so yeah. we're very grateful, yeah. It's, it's well worth a listen, and do listen to the one I'm on. I reveal so yes. much. You were, you were excellent, mate. Oh, thank you. It was, no, it was really... I, mean, it was really, really I really enjoyed it. I, don't, I try not to do too many, because I do so many on my own, yeah. so, it's, uh, so I'm being much more selective about how many other podcasts well, I thank do. thank you for doing but, that, uh, But it was a really good one to do, and it's a very good one to listen to. But only if you still listen to this one yes. as well. Uh, please don't leave. Don't leave me. Keep downloading. Uh, really great to see you. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Thank you Absolutely much. lovely to see you. Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Mike Bobbins. Thank you very much. Stick around. We'll be back with some more. No, this isn't a podcast about milk. If you like historical intrigue, a bit of culture, and a sprinkling of controversy, this one's for you. 
I'm Rachel Stewart, and I'm travelling around Europe, following the hidden history of everyday things as they're exported through time and around the world, by force, by chance, or by choice. No need to pack your bags. Just subscribe to Don't Drink the Milk wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks very much, richardherring.com slash Rahalastapa for those remaining Rahalastapa dates, Rahalastapa, and richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour to find out all the tour dates for my upcoming stand-up. Would love to see you at those ones. Please book tickets if you can. All right, enjoy another podcast. Don't listen to anyone else's podcast but mine. Stay faithful and I'll see you on the next one. Bye. <laughs>